Thanks, Jennifer. It's going to be a, it's going to be a great uh, day today, and I look forward. This is going to be great because for some of you, we've maybe met in the lobby, but we haven't talked a lot, and so I'm looking forward to, to visiting all the tables out there. We're going to have a great time together eating in just a moment, but before we do, I'm going to ask you to open your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 1. So open your Bibles or turn them on on your phone or iPad or something, but Ephesians chapter 1. I'm also going to give you three things to write down today, so I'd like you to write these things down because I believe these three things could actually change your life, and I'm not just saying that, I believe it because it's God's Word. And so um, at home, go do the same. Grab your Bible, grab something to write with, and let's focus on God's Word together today. We're preaching throughout the uh, book of Ephesians this summer, and so we're going to learn a lot as we go through about God's heart for you and me. Matthew, my son, uh, don't let the Colorado plates on his car fool you. He is from Illinois, and he's moving back to Illinois. I'm so happy as a dad. I couldn't be more thrilled and... and, Reunited. No, just so, so excited. Um, I want to tell a story from Matthew's life with his permission, and, and it's this. Matthew rescued AJ. AJ was abandoned and left for dead, but when Matthew saw AJ, he knew that that was the dog for him. I asked Matthew for a picture of him and AJ, and that's what he sent me, and I said, that's the best you've ever looked, Matthew, so that's really... (laughs) But Matthew knew that that AJ was the dog for him, and so with the donation of $300 to the shelter, Matthew took AJ home. I bet you it was hard for AJ to adjust to life with Matthew. After his puppy being abused and abandoned, and, and now finding himself with a an owner that loved him, I'm I'm sure that A.J. was still scared, full of anxiety, wondering when Matthew came close to him or Matthew left, was that something that was the beginning of the end? Since that time, they've become best friends, but I'm I'm sure that first part was was hard for A.J. And in fact, I I bet if Matthew could have spoken A.J.'s language, he would have gotten down and whispered into AJ's ear, you belong to me now. I've got you. I'm going to take really good care of you. Whatever happened in the past, that's the past, and we're going to put that aside forever. I'm going to love you. You're not going to have to worry about a thing. I've got you. You belong to me. God speaks to us that way through the book of Ephesians. In Ephesians chapter one and throughout the book, he's telling us of our new life and our true identity with God. So if you have ever felt unsure of your place in this world, of your place in God's family, if you've ever felt like maybe you've been abandoned or no one really cares about you, or you just, you just wonder if you ever fit in anywhere, I want to let you know who you are in Christ today. Because God wants to take you to a new level of thinking, of living. Because listen, you belong to the King. 
You are a son and daughter of the King. And I want to look at some verses together today. Let's look at verse 4. Let's begin there. Chapter 1, verse 4. For He chose us before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in His sight. Write this down. You have been on God's mind since the beginning. You've been on God's mind since the beginning. How many of you remember in grade school, maybe it was recess, maybe it was gym class, where you chose teams for a game? When I was little, I always volunteered to be the captain. Nobody wanted to be the captain, but I volunteered to be the captain. You're probably saying, well, that's, that's your personality, Daryl. You're a leader, so that's what you want to do. But if I could tell you the truth, the reason I always volunteered to be a captain is I never wanted to be picked last. So if I was in control of choosing the team, I know that I wouldn't get chosen last. See, getting picked last means that the captain and the team, they, they got stuck with you. you. You belong to the team and you're on the team, but they don't really want you on the team. Maybe you were never invited to sit at the cool kids table at lunch. Or maybe you were, but there's not one of us in this room that hasn't felt like an outsider at some point, that we didn't fit in, that we didn't belong. And the problem is, is those feelings kind of follow us through childhood and then into adulthood, and we carry them into all of our relationships. We carry them into our workplaces. We carry them into our classrooms. We carry them into our, our families and into our marriages. This idea that I don't fit in or that I don't belong or maybe I was the last choice. You, you carry those feelings with you and then you begin to think to yourself, if they had the choice, would they have chosen me? Would they have hired me? Would they have married me? Then you might even think, would God have saved me knowing all that He knows about me now? I want to tell you today, as we look at God's Word, He says from the very beginning, He chose you first. We love Him because He first loved us. He says, I choose you, choose you, number one, to be a part of my family. I choose you to do good. We talked about that a couple weeks ago in our teaching, that, that we are chosen to do good works for God. And listen, God doesn't change His mind. You've been on His mind since the very beginning. Think about it, like centuries, millions of centuries before Genesis 1-1, God said, I love you. I choose you. I have a plan for you. And you may, you may have been through some rough times. You may have made some big mistakes. You may have made some things happen in your life that you're like, I don't know if anyone could love me. You may have been disappointed in life. I, I don't know. But I want to tell you this morning that God will never give up on you. You may have felt like, I'm just ready to give up, but God will never give up on you. He chose you from the very beginning, and God never changes His mind. The next verse, verse 5, says this. 
In love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will. He talks here about adoption, that we have been adopted. And so here, write this down. You belong to God, and that will never change. You've been adopted. Now, the Ephesians would have understood adoption, and adoption back then is different a little bit than adoption today. It's not just a child coming into a family. Back then, they would have actually had adults adopt other adults for business reasons, political reasons, so that your money and your power would be handled the way you wanted it to be handled. We see in this that the Roman emperor, Claudius, actually adopted Nero. The, the emperor whose emperor, while Paul is writing, the emperor that will end up killing the apostle Paul, that emperor had been adopted. He was the son of Claudius, but he was the adopted son of Claudius. So they would understand this idea of adoption, and it actually goes a step further because adoptions were irrevocable. See, Nero was crazy. They wanted to get rid of him, but there was no way they could do that because adoptions were irrevocable. Now, a, a, a father could disown a naturally born son, but legally you could never disown an adopted son. And so when Paul says you've been adopted, he's saying this, hey guys, you're in God's family and get comfortable because you're not going anywhere. You've been adopted into his family and that's irrevocable. In verse 7 it says, in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace. This idea of redemption is a marketplace term that means that he's, you're buying back something that was lost or something that would be destroyed, kind of like Matthew taking A.J. on, that, that he's buying back something that was going to be destroyed. You could also translate this word to ransom, paying a ransom, or they would use it in that culture for buying back a slave or, or buying the freedom of a slave or somebody who was a prisoner or someone that's maybe even condemned to death. You could pay a price to ransom them and buy them back. And that's the symbol that, that, that is used for you and me that you and I have been purchased by God. That God loved us so much. Not only did He adopt us, He paid in full for us. He paid the price to set us free. Another picture of this comes in verse 14. If you just look down a few verses, it says, who is a deposit, speaking of the Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of His glory. This idea that now God has guaranteed our spot, that the Holy Spirit has been given to each of us as we believe, and so now we belong to God, that that that's that insurance money, it's that, it's that down payment, it's that earnest to say, look, I'm, I'm giving you this money now and I'm going to come back and, and, and pay for it in full later, but, but how many know when you make that down payment on a house or down payment on the car, you still get to drive it home, right? And, and God's saying, look, I paid in full, I put that down payment on you, put the Holy Spirit in you, I'm coming back to get you, I'm going to take really good care of you. And the Holy Spirit, we need the Holy Spirit in our life. In fact, I just taught about this on Pentecost Sunday last month, and you can go and listen. It's called The Spirit-Filled Life. It's, it's online. It's free. It's there. 
But I just encourage you to, to, to really realize that God has all of this taken care of. He's, he's adopted you. He has, he has bought you. He has redeemed you. He's ransomed you. And he's, he's guaranteed that he's going to take care of everything. That's what God says in this passage. And you know what I love about that is, is um, I was kind of meditating on that this week. And, and some of those uh, that are maybe a little older in the room began to think about the Stevie Wonder song. Signed, sealed, deliver, right? You know? All right, so for the older people, let's teach the younger people. Signed, sealed, deliver. I'm yours, right? See, I, I, I just felt as I read, like just, we're signed, sealed, delivered. We belong to God. I was going to ask the worship team to sing it, but they're just too young. They wouldn't know, so they, they, they couldn't do it, but... But, but man, God's just speaking so clearly in his word, like, look guys, this is permanent. This relationship that we have, this, this, is, this isn't just like, I don't know if I fit in, I don't know if God would choose me. He says, look, I've chose you before the world began, there's nothing you can do. I have adopted you, I have redeemed you, and I have guaranteed you. I have taken really good care of you. You belong to God now and forever. Amen. Next thing to write down is this, everything you need, you can have. Everything you need, you can have. Going back to Matthew and AJ. Matthew loves AJ. He's going to provide everything that AJ needs. AJ's never going to go hungry. He'll never be abandoned again. AJ doesn't have to worry anymore. He doesn't have to hoard food and keep it for himself. He doesn't have to find a place to sleep or shelter He's going to be taking care of everything that he needs because, because Matthew's guaranteed that. He's, he says, no, I'm, I'm going to take care of that. I'm going to provide for you. And so here, let's go to verse 3 of chapter 1. This is the verse we started the service with. This is the verse that we're believing. Listen to these words. Praise be to the God our Father and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with, in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. That God has provided everything, every spiritual blessing that we need, God provides. Sometimes we're so slow to grasp the goodness of our God, that He is faithful, that He is steadfast, that every promise He made is true, that He is full of grace and love and patience and mercy. He just, he, anything you need, God has for you. And then we have the Holy Spirit. And what is the fruit of the Holy Spirit in our life? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. All these things we need. God says, look, I'm going to give you everything you need. And the problem is, is that most of us through our life, we just try to manufacture what we need because we think we know what we need when God says, look, I'm going to give you every spiritual blessing, everything you really need, all the love, joy, peace, all that that you need, I'm going to give that to you. You don't have to, to manufacture it. You don't have to hoard it. You don't have to go looking for it. I'm going to provide it for you, it for you because God is a much better provider than you are. Like You can try to, to get it all together, but God is a much better provider for you. God wants to provide all that you need. Let me say this. You're valuable to God. 
You really are. It's not just missionaries or pastors or certain people are valuable to God. You're valuable to God because it says in John 3.16, For God so loved the world, for God so loved you, that He gave His one and only Son. That God loved you so much that He was willing to pay the price of His Son for you. That's how much God loves you. You're valuable to Him. You are His masterpiece, as we've been talking about. You're this masterpiece that's in progress. This work of art that He's doing. You are His masterpiece. And I'm challenging you today to change your view of your relationship with God. That I don't know if I fit in. I don't know where I go. Look, God has called you. I want you to go to the next level in your thinking and in your living. Look, that you, you've been invited by the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You've been adopted into His family. You are His son. You are His daughter. And He's saying, look, I've got you. This has all been taken care of. And I'm going to provide everything you need. God is all in on you. God's not mad at you. He's not sorry He chose you. If He had to do it all over again, He'd do it all over again because that's how valuable you are. That's how much He loves you. Why? On the board, three things. You've been on God's mind since the beginning. He chose you to be His very own. You belong to Him. And that will never change. I want to tell you this morning, God is all in on you. You may have wanted to give up, but God will never give up on you. God's all in on you. And so today, I'm going to ask you to do this. Go all in with Him. God says, look, I'm taking care of everything. I, I, I chose you before the world ever began. I've taken care of everything. I've paid for everything. I've adopted you. You, are, you belong to me. I'll provide everything you need. You don't have to hoard. You don't have to worry. You don't, you don't have to be scared anymore. I'm going to take care of everything. I'm all in on you. And today is the day for us to go all in with him. To stop trying to manufacture what we need on our own or live our life on our own, but saying, okay, God, you're all in with me. I'm all in with you. It begins with a relationship with Jesus Christ. That's the most important relationship you will ever have. It's Jesus who was given for us, who died on a cross for our sin because we were just doing life our own way. We weren't doing things God's way. We were just living for ourselves. But God wasn't willing to just let us go and do our own thing on our own and to be separated for Him for eternity. He said, no, I love you so much. I'm sending my one and only Son and so Jesus come and he died. He came and he died on a cross for our sin. And all you have to do is just, just believe that he died for you, that he rose from the dead. You say, God, I want to follow your way. I don't want to do it my way anymore. I repent. The, the word repent means I just turn around. Instead of my, walking my way, I'm going to walk your way, God. I'm, not, I'm going to stop trying to provide everything for my own life and take care of my own life. God, I'm going to do things your way because God chose you. He's rescuing you. Just like Matthew rescued AJ. God's rescuing you. And, and God wasn't just speaking some language up in heaven. No, He sent His Son to tell us. He gives us His Word to tell us, look, I'm all in on you. Go all in on me. And so we're about to pray. And as we pray, I'm just going to ask you just to surrender your life to God. Just say, God, forgive my sin. 
I turn from my sin. I want to follow you as my Lord and Savior and just begin to follow Jesus. Just keep coming back, learning about Jesus, following him and growing in him. It's the most important decision you'll ever make. It's the most important relationship you'll ever have because it's that relationship that determines all the other relationships. It's that relationship that it determines your eternity. I also want to talk to, to those of us that, that have known God for a really long time because I, I know that I look around the room, I, I know almost everybody here, and if you're like me, you've walked with God for a really long time. But maybe you've wondered, where do I fit in? Where do I fit into the body of Christ? Where do I fit in uh, in the world? Where, where, you know, would, if God knew everything that he knows now, would he, would he choose me again? And I want to tell you, God would choose you again and again and again. God will never, ever give up on you. You may have given up. You may have wanted to give up. But God will never give up on you. Go all in with Him. Stop trying to hoard and, and, and produce everything for yourself. Just say, God, I just surrender once again, fresh and new to you. I am all in with you, God. Because He's all in for you. Amen? Would you bow your heads and your hearts with me and let's pray. As we just bow our hearts before the Lord, there, there's two words as you read through the book of Ephesians you're going you're gonna to see over and over and over again. In fact, it popped up three or four times even as we were reading today, maybe even five times as we were reading today, the, that term in Christ or in Christ Jesus. And as we pray today, I want you to just make sure you're in Christ. Just invite Christ into your life and walk with Him. Take that first step today. Or if you walk with God your whole life, just make sure today, God, I am in with you, all in with you, because in you I have everything that I need, every spiritual blessing. And I, I just believe as we pray right now, God's going to take you to the next level of, of thinking and living as you walk with Him, as you are in Christ. Lord, today we just surrender to you. We're so thankful for your word. Lord, this, this world has beat us up. It's made us feel like we don't belong. The thief has come to steal, kill, and destroy our life. It's been rough. There's been so many disappointments. We've made so many mistakes. And yet, God, you just keep choosing us. Since the beginning of time, you just keep choosing us over and over and over again. You adopt us. You pay the full price. You guarantee everything. All that we need, it's found in you. And so God, whether we're coming to you for the very first time this morning and surrendering our lives to you, or whether we've walked with you many days or years or decades even, we just want to be in Christ. We want to be in you, Jesus. Thank you for rescuing us. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for taking good care of us. Thank you that when you come into our life, you promise us abundant life. And God, we receive that this morning. We receive your word this morning. May we just sit in Ephesians chapter 1 this week, reading it over and over again, just receiving the love that you have for us. And God, we thank you for your love. 
Thank You that You never give up on us. Thank You, God. We just want to get comfortable in our place in You. Thank You for making us sons and daughters of the King. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Amen.